Hello everybody, welcome to the Rambling Toffee Podcast. I'm Mark. I hope everybody's had a good um, last few days. Well, <laughs> exceptions for um, Sunday's result. Um, hopefully it'll improve. Anyway, it's a special uh, podcast today. Uh, we've got uh, Tom Bennett, who is actually part of the Long Island Everton fan group um, over in over in the States. And I thought I'd bring him on to talk about his group, but also we can talk about um, how he became an Evertonian and... Um, and we could talk further about um, the results of this season and ongoing as we go through this podcast. So, hi, Tom. How are you? Cheers. Good morning, Mark. How are you? I'm fine. Thank you. Yeah. No, not too bad. Um, yes, it's a, it's a bit miserable here today. It's raining as usual. <laughs> Nothing changes in this country. <laughs> Nothing new. Yeah, so, um, yes. So, you're part of Long Island um, Everton fan group. Um, how? When was it actually started? Uh, when did you actually I... set up the group? I started it this past January. Yeah. Um. Never was on social media or anything, but I met other supporters groups in uh, visits when preseason visits, when everything came to Baltimore and Florida, and it just got me started. Uh, if I'm willing to go to New York City, about fifty miles from my home, let me try one here, and that's how it started. And yeah. it's, uh, I just learned about social media and everything, but it's it's been fun. I have a much that with much um gratitude i have a uh, banner up at goodison park now yeah we have a banner up at goodison park it's uh it's been terrific yes and if you go on uh your uh social media page on twitter it's at, at long island long toffees i believe is that the right for your yes twitter long feed? toffees yes. long toffees if anybody wants to go on there you can actually see uh pictures and think uh of the banner and also, some, especially what I've seen also on the Twitter feed is a picture of you with Seamus Coleman uh, as well, which was when you came last uh, last season, I think it was. Yes, against Tottenham last season, when, when the only thing Michael Keane did right was score that goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, yes, absolutely. So if anybody listens to this podcast, please go on there. Please uh, follow follow Tom, follow that group. It's absolutely fantastic. Um, and get, you know, get as many people following his group Um Get as many people, especially in Long Island, because how many members have you currently have at the moment? We're close to fifty, um, yep. and it's growing. It, it's it's. I live in a smaller area of New York, yeah. so we're trying to build it from there. But I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, because I I think I mean as I'm finding out more and more from well social media specifically, I'm just finding the amount of fans that we have, not just in America, but all over the world, it's just immense how big Everton have a following, but just not just in America, not just in where you are, where you live, but also in New York and all over North America. It's just amazing how many, how many fans we have. And it, and it should be appreciated that, you know, you know, maybe some fans in this country who support other teams may think that, Oh, Everton, the way they are at this moment in time, thinking that now nah, we don't have that kind of fan base, but we do. It's just absolutely massive, isn't it? So, amazing. Yeah, and I found I found that ninety nine percent of the people from Liverpool are glad that we're fans. They appreciate yeah. it. They want us yeah. to be fans. There's a few yeah. that don't. That's fine. And we yeah. have the North American toffees that like are yeah. that, that are like our main the head group of all those other supporter groups here, but. 45 groups, I believe, in uh, in America. Yeah. Maybe a little higher. Yeah, and I, I think from the I think the preseason that um not this season, but last season, which when uh, Frank Lampard was in charge and all the good all the Evertonians came over and then we had uh, some friendlies over there. Obviously the results weren't great over when Everton came over 
not this season but last season. But in the in the games, the, the amount of fans that it was like unbelievable coming from all over America just come watch Everton. It was amazing, even by the fact that we were struggling and not doing really well at this moment in time. But the fact it's just amazed how you know we just continue supporting them through thick and thin, and you know what you know it doesn't matter how we're performing, we'll just keep on turning up, keep on getting behind the team, keep on doing that. It's just amazing how. Not just in America when when we toured over there, but in of course being in this country as well, it's just amazing, and and I think we should be appreciated a lot more than some people, you know, don't you shouldn't think about really. So yeah, I think the core values of being an Everton fan, whether you're in England or in America or anywhere else, are the same. Yeah, hard, hard middle class, hard working. I think yep. it's. I think that's the relation. I think it's, and that's universal. I believe. And I think that's what I think the fans here is, feel as strongly as uh, back at home by you. Absolutely, and that is that's why it's absolutely fantastic when we see the banners from all the North American um, fan, fan groups over there and, and and everywhere all over the world. And also when you come over and actually uh, watch us watch the uh, watch the team play, and it's just absolutely fantastic. And it just makes you feel part of a big ginormous family. And that's what I've always thought. Being Evertonian is all about being a big family, supporting each other and getting behind each other when we're struggling or when we're not struggling. That's what I think what Evertonian is all about and supporting the team. That's what my thoughts are anyway. I can completely agree. Yeah. Uh, now, the question is, how do you become sure. an Evertonian? That's uh, the big one. How did you become an Evertonian? Well, the football history in America isn't, isn't that strong <laughs> until, uh, until the last couple of decades. Oh, yeah. um, it really started for me when I was a young boy when Pele came in to America in 1975. Yeah. It was amazing. It was I, I wasn't quite sure what the excitement was about, but I soon <laughs> found out who he was and what it, and we got to see some marvelous players in a defunct league, um, the North American Soccer League. We got to see Johan Cruyff, Georgie yeah. Best, well, not at his not at his best, but no, we, no. you know caught the legend. Um, Carlos Alberto, we saw some wow. uh, Fran, Franz Beckenbauer came over. We saw some great players, and at ever since then, I've I've been a football fan. And when I was younger, I knew about Celtic, and I knew because of my Irish roots. Yeah, and I never could root for a team in the Big Four back in the yeah. day. Was it the Six? And uh, I have a lot of Irish friends here, family and friends, and everybody was a Manchester United fan. Mm -hmm. And I just needed to find a team that wasn't in the four. And when I did some research and I, again, looking for looking at Kevin Sheedy and looking at the oh, Irish yeah. roots, yeah. Um, it was Everton. And then when I started to watch them in America on a small computer from uh, China, yeah, that's the only games I could get the way it was, <laughs> and I got them four thirty in the morning, and I wake up, and my wife thought I was insane. I was watching Chi uh, Chinese Everton matches, <laughs> but the effort, the effort, every effort, the effort from start to finish is what I loved, and that's what I always love. I don't, yeah. the, and I always saw the effort, and I just, I just grew to grew to love the team and the city, and that's how it really started for me. When it catches you, that's it, isn't it? You know, when you get caught by yeah, the bug of being an Evertonian, that's it. You don't, you, you don't move, you don't change, you don't do anything. It's just like you, you're hooked for life, really. 
through all the roller coaster ride that is. It's just that that's how it, it got me. I got it from the granddad, I'll say, who's Irish as well. Um, he's not not from Liverpool in that way. We, we live near to Liverpool, but he's from Belfast originally. He's no longer with us now, but he was an Evertonian. While the rest of my family uh, were all Liverpool fans, Ooh, as I would say, um, <laughs> but you know, but I just followed, I, I, I followed him because he played football when he was younger as well. And I was playing football when I started about seven years old, it was. And he just talked about great Everton players that we had, like the Alex Youngs and the the, the Golden Vision, as he was. Dixie Dean, he, he never really saw Dixie Dean play, but he, you know, he would always talk about the great players that we had Alan Ball, Kendall, and Harvey, you know, the Holy Trinity and everything like that. And he would just go on and on how great that them teams were. And at the time uh, when I started to support them, Everton weren't really doing that well at that point. And I think it was um, my mates, these friends, when we used to play football, who were United Liverpool fans, used to wind me up all the time saying, how, you know, why are you supporting that rubbish club? They don't win anything, they're rubbish. But then, about a year, not, not long after, about a year later, we won the league title. And we won the FA Cup and we, we won in Europe and we were a really, really great team. But I always envisioned when my granddad really passionate about Everton. But the funny thing about my granddad, when he actually was going to Everton games one week, he was going to Liverpool games the, the next week. And that's how he was actually brought, you know, as fans were back in the 1950s and 60s. Instead, he'll go both to Anfield and both to and Goodison Park. But his love was more for Everton than it was for anybody else. But he just went because he just loved football and I think that was what it was. But that's my roots and that I'm from where I came from. And good old Irish roots and I like yourself. I'm a big Celtic fan as well. I do like Celtic. I'm a big fan. So, you know, it's it seems to be a link there within Everton and Celtic. So from my point of view, that's you know, that's my way. And it always seems to be something linked to Irish, the Irish people. It always seems to be something linking to them, isn't it? Because they're how we agree. To... <laughs> we support Liverpool Everton, but I, I've, you know, as much as all the struggles that we've had over the many years, the roller coaster ride that we've had, I would never support anybody else, and I think that's um, will continue to the day I die. And I don't think I know that's how it is. As much as you know, way things are at the moment, they'll get better at some point in the future, hopefully. And we can just keep on hoping, don't we? That's the way it is with being a fan. <laughs> I, uh, if for. Everton, I, I guess I've been a fan since 1999 or 2000. Yeah. yeah. And as you said, stated earlier, it hooked me. I'm, I'm for life. <laughs> they could put it, they could put it on my cast. Yeah. It's for life. And for a long, for the longest time, I was the only, only Everton fan. <laughs> yeah. I got my, because of my passion yeah. for the team, my friends yeah. actually follow Everton now. Yeah. Because I'm only going to tell them about it anyway. They figured they might as well get on board. <laughs> and, uh, it's become my favorite. I mean, it surpassed baseball and football in America for yeah. me. It's yeah. it's Everton first, and then the rest, and it's all it year after the after the season, preseason. Yeah, every day. absolutely, it does. It becomes like twenty four hours a day. It's like it's on your mind. First thing you wake up, it's the first thing uh, the night before you go to sleep. It's always always like that. And you know, I, I'm I'm happily married. I got a five year old, nearly six year old son, and basically, you know. They're everything in my life, but Everton just take up my mind every day on a negative and a positive. It's like you can't you can't take you can't take your mind away from it, can you? For one minute. <laughs> Since I started as a supporters group, it's um every day 
uh, now I from going never using social media. I wake up in the morning early because of the five hour time difference. Oh to, yeah. To catch yeah. What uh, what's you know what's what's up with your you know what's going on at uh, at your time in England and uh, yeah. I, it's like I do it every morning now. I got to check, got to mm. see what's going on, make my likes always positive. I never, I don't, I'm not a fan of severe negativity you could be disappointed or yeah. like it was sunday it was we all felt terrible but you move on you and you, you know next week you hope for the best for the next week and that's how it has to be i think it always is i mean that result was just well disappointing in so many ways and you do you get you get angry you get fed up you think oh god i'm fed up with this do why am i supporting this you do think like that and then you give it a couple of days and then you're back on it. You know, you start thinking for the next game, what's going to happen in the next game? Hopefully we'll get new players coming through, uh, being signed. You know, you know, and are we going to perform better? What's going to happen? You know, it, all these things, they come back, but it's just it's just being the life of a football fan, isn't it? Really? You know, you go with the pitfalls, but being Evertonian at the moment, it's like we have pitfalls every week and it's like never, never ending. But I'm just hopeful. And it's like you have to be as a football fan, being an Everton fan or any fan. You just hope that the next game you'll play fantastically well, win the game wonderfully well, and everything's rosy in the garden again. So you just hope for the next game. That's right. all you can do, really, isn't it? If we if we win against Wolves on Saturday, yeah. everything's different. Yeah. <laughs> the sky's, oh, God, the sky's, blue, <laughs> sky's blue again, the sun's out. It's amazing, isn't it, how it, you, you can win a football match and it just changes your life and your days it's just like everything's wonderful in the world you walk around four foot you know five foot tall you know even higher you know 20 foot tall it's like it's you just it's it's how it takes you in it and when you do lose matches like that and don't perform well oh i went missing i didn't want to talk to anybody i went i went you know i, I don't i don't like looking at anything i don't want doing social media i don't want to read newspapers, I don't want any kind of information, or watch even watch the, the highlights of the game, or anything like that, I don't want to know anything about it, and then it creeps back at you, to get back into it again, doesn't it, you start looking at things again, you start getting back into that swing of things, here we go again, we've got another game upcoming again, let's get back into this again, it's like never ending. No, but I, I agreed, and it's early doors, and you, yeah. and last week was so poor that you just yeah. it's a throwaway. You just get rid it of is. it. It's not. It it's is. not it's, even it's, worth it. dwelling on. Yeah, just I move on. It's yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And, and I've said this, and you've probably seen it in the past. You know, under the Moyes era, when Moyes was in charge, or any kind of period of first start of the season, I've seen games where we've lost two or three on the bounce at the start of the season. Then all of a sudden, we start winning football matches. Some, some teams start off really slowly and then start picking up results and start picking up draws or wins and start moving forward. Hopefully, that's going to be the same for us because at the moment, Daisha actually has to deal with the same kind of squad that he's had from last season and he's getting new players hopefully be incorporated in and hopefully, this again is the hope, that we'll start seeing slowly start seeing some improvement but after that result it's quite difficult at the moment because we keep on thinking that the next game is going to be very similar but we'll see what kind of reaction that we get on Saturday against Wolves because Wolves are not playing well neither so it might be a nil-nil draw and then oh, I can't you after it. it's 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 how it, it, if you think how some teams have started this season some have started poorly some have started really well 
And then what happens with teams that have fallen away, started really well, will fall away as we go later on into the season. Some teams that have started poorly started to normally will start playing better and actually get better as the season goes on. I'm hoping that will happen for Everton. That would be absolutely fantastic if it happens that way. But well, the it. next thing we, I believe we need to do is like just get out of that regulation battle. Oh, yeah, get into, yeah. just, you remember the days when we were finishing ninth and 10th yeah. or 11th, yeah. there was complaining. Yeah. Right now, I think we'd all pray for that. Yeah, so that's what we want. Yeah, we could just finish or just get out of it for a while. Build off, yeah. build off, get out of these two years, think, build think, off this year. Yeah, I think that's what we all want. And I think if you listen to any anybody, even on social media or anybody that you see uh, any of Tony talking, they just rather us finish even thirteenth or twelfth. They just fit this season. Anything better than what happened last season and the season before, where we just struggled and struggled and struggled. If we can just show any kind of improvement and finish that far, that'd be absolutely fantastic. And then we can build on it into the next season when we gradually will be moving into the new stadium. So, you know, it's things like that. But we need to get in that position. All I'm hoping, and probably yourself, is that we don't get stay in that relegation places again and again and again. I think, yeah. No, you may lose, and I think you may lose the fans if this is the third time around. It may be yes, it, it the last two, the, the, the fan base was fan. I mean, all of us it was fantastic the way they got behind them, but yep. you can't do it to us for a third year. You can't. No, it's no. not fair. You got it. No. You got it. You can't do it to us again because I think you'll start lose some of them fans, and maybe those protests might get worse. And you see, yeah. nobody wants any of that. No, we just we just want everything. We, we can talk about you know. To blue, you know, the things behind the scenes, the you know, the owner and the board and all that sort of thing that you know needs to be checked, needs to happen, needs to change, needs to move on. New people coming in, new direction, new way to go forward, especially moving into the new stadium. We need that to take place as well because when you start seeing positive change at the top end of the club, it will filter down across. No, not just the fans, because we'll start feeling positive that changes are actually actually happening off the field and moving forward. And then what happens is the fans are a little bit where we'll be a lot more happier in that front. And then you'll start hopefully start seeing that in the team and the manager and that side of things as well going forward. But if everything has to move together. I feel the club is so dismantled at the moment, which is all fragmented everywhere. Is that? We need to all be together, not just the fans, the board, the owner, anybody. Everybody needs to be all together as one, but it's fragmented because of certain people. And we're not going to have that conversation today because we can probably speak for about several hours about this, that, and all the problems that are going on at the, at, behind the scenes at the football club. But at the moment, it's focus is on the team, getting the team right, and hopefully the other things will start working um, for us as well. Hopefully new owners, new people come in and actually breathe and bring this football club back up again to where it should be and where it should belong. Because at the moment, if you go, as we talk about social media or anywhere, it's negative, 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 negative. And, and, and even on my podcast that I do, I try to be positive about Everton and everything else, but there's always negativity out there. And I'm talking about when's things going to change, when will it go and get better? But at the moment, you get a result like that, and of course, it, it, it's just throwing it, the, everything on the more flames on the fire. And you just go on social media or anywhere else, and you speak to Evertonians out there, try and find positivity from anybody. It's difficult. 
But if we can see something happening and something changing, you know, it, it would be absolutely fantastic. But, you know, hopefully, again, it's about hope. Hopefully, over now, hopefully over time, we'll start seeing them changes happen. But we, we, need, we need the three points on Saturday against Wolves. Yeah. But, yeah. of course, that's the most important yeah. as far as football. But we need yeah. the effort from whistle to whistle. We need that. That's yeah. what that's yeah. will give, give – at least I'm sure a lot many, all of us. That's what gives yeah. us hope when you see that ta every tackle when, you, when you're yeah. going after the ball. And Absolutely. that's what everything football is about, always Absolutely. has been. And Absolutely. if you see that, that can – alleviate some of that negativity because after that, just the yeah. way they it is it just take, it, as, as we mentioned before I just mentioned that but as, as you mentioned that when when you get a result and a positive result and we play well and we put that commitment of fighting the effort in and we can see the players you know doing their job and we can see hopefully see you know that this team can go forward and can actually know have a good season even if even if we were to finish 12 or 13 but we can see that something working and something going in the right pathway if we get that result you as you as you said you know it's like night and day it's like you know the sky is blue everybody's happy and dancing and enjoying themselves and that's all it takes is the result and if we get that result against wolves it we're going to because we're going into the international break after that and then basically we've got that period of time where we can have that positivity going forward and then we go into the next game and hopefully by then we've got hopefully the players in that we want fingers crossed the players that are currently injured like Harrison who's who just signed who's still got an injury James Coleman hopefully be back soon and we've got players coming back in Dan Juman hopefully be back up to uh, speed because he's, he's he's still getting fully fit but I know he's playing um, like Calvert Lewin might be uh, in a position nearer uh, after international break that will get him back into the position again, and hopefully by then McNeil as well, of course, um, he'll be back uh, fully fit, and we've got players back, and hopefully we will be a lot better for it, and hopefully some signings coming in, but hopefully fingers crossed, Wolves, we get you know the result that we need, and just to boost us because we need it, we <laughs> it's been ongoing for a long time. The last result, the last win we had, God, yeah, the last win we had was, of course, Bournemouth. And that was, you know. And it, your whole city needs it more. Your whole city needs it, that's for sure. Yeah, I think yeah, no, it's just like, it's just never ending. And it's even worse when, I, I won't say, but my, my wife's a Liverpool fan. So Don't she goes to, Yeah, no, she goes to Liverpool games. So it's a battle going on with my six-year-old to actually who he'll support. So one week he's winding his mummy up by saying, I'm an Everton fan. He's not at that age yet to actually really fully get into it, what it is now. But he understands that we're both sort of different teams. But that that's why I set this podcast up, because I can't talk to her, because she will just wind me up about, oh, Everton playing crap again, as usual. And they just like to find anything, you know, <laughs> to trying to stir me up. But yeah. But yeah, so, I mean, hopefully a positive result on Saturday will help everybody I think uh, going forward help the, help the team give them some confidence help the manager going forward help you know you get help us as, as fans just to take you know get that negativity out of our heads for just for a little bit just for a little bit you know we can just enjoy ourselves a little bit but we'll see um, we've got a few more days <laughs> and I do I do believe that and I do believe that Dice is the right man I he's I I, I like his outlook yeah. when he does a press conference, you know, pre-match and after match. Yeah, he's honest. 
The assessment is real. Yeah. He, he he's not lying to us. He's not well, yeah. pretending that it's it's something that's it is or it's not. You know, he's um. I think he's the man. He may not be the man in the future, but for now okay. to get us yeah. into the next stadium and to, he, I think he is the right man. I think I think was it at full time against Villa? He actually one thing that I absolutely agreed with him. He said, "I wish I, I wish I could have just sub- took, taken all the team off at half time. He, he can't do yeah. it." You can't do it because yeah. we we are missing a lot of you know players, and you know we need to strengthen it. And as soon as he strengthened the squad, I think it'll help. But he was even he was disappointed by the fact that it was just like we just gave up. It's like you like just down tools. After two down, you just like weren't doing their jobs to the best of their abilities. But you're right, you Sean Dyche. I think I think some fans on those social media want him to be gone, but that's just a typical knee-jerk reaction. I just think it's two games in. It's a bit too early to make that kind of assumption. And I, I don't think he should be going at all, to be honest with you. Like as you say, he shouldn't be gone at all. I think he's here to get the squad in the right place and get get the, everything in the right direction that in the future, when that time comes that we are in a position to that he can move on and we can bring somebody else in to take the club further further forward. But at the moment, he's here. He's the right man for the right job at this time. So I don't, yeah, I can't understand some of the takes that are being taken at the moment by that. But that's just because there was a lot of anger, a lot of uh, disappointment after that result. And I think it just, everything just manifested from there. Anyway, yeah, so that's, yeah. And I just want to mention, because we're talking about at the moment, how how did you enjoy your first visit to Goodison last March when you came over? It was the best holiday I ever had, and I'm coming <laughs> back for the I'm coming back for the Derby yeah. on the 16th of March, and yes. it'll be my second best holiday I ever had. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You, you, you'll owe me a pint. <laughs> what? I, what? I owe a few people pints. Yes. <laughs> I have no problem. Yes. I have no problem buying them. I can tell and you, you know that. what? Yeah, absolutely. Because it'd be absolutely fantastic to see you in March when when that game. Whoever we're playing in March, when you come over, going to we'll play Liverpool. I'm coming for. I'm coming for the Derby. On the 16th, oh, even better. And I'm going to spend St. Patrick's. Get... I'm going to spend St. Patrick's I'll... Day in Liverpool. Yes. Oh, yeah. I will definitely be there for that one. I can never miss the Derby games. Uh, just before we go, and uh, thank you very much for this conversation. You've got some shout outs to uh, out, out there. Yes, to... I just. Yes, I have three friends that have adopted me as a scouser, and I I could not tell you how honored I felt when they did that last when I was there last year. Uh, my friend Tim. My yeah. friend Richie and my friend Billy, uh, that I met them in Baltimore, and I feel like I've known them my whole life, and <laughs> it just makes it that much better for me. It's all it's just yeah. fantastic. Absolutely. And I thank you. I thank you for reaching out on social media and asking me. I appreciate it. We'll do this again uh, sometime again, and we can talk about go through the games and everything else as the season go on. We'll we'll reach out again, and definitely when you come over, you know, to the Derby game and St. Pat's. Definitely have a pint in Winslow. We can have a good chat then when you come over. So that'll definitely be organised. So, yeah, it's been absolutely fantastic chatting to you. I do appreciate it. Uh, just to mention that if anybody wants to follow Long Island's uh, Everton fan group, it's at Long Toffees. Um, and you can also find your Instagram and Facebook pages, I think, on there as well. So um, just, just please follow them. Get, get you know, follow them as much as possible. If you're in the area, um, if, you, if you live in Long Island, and you want to become a member and, and go to the games that are um, taking place over there, obviously you're going to bars and that sort of thing, go and watch the football, um, you know, please reach out to Tom. He's always there. He's, he's really, really, you know, if you can, 
you know, give him a follow. You can get as many um, followers he can possibly can. So thank you for that, Mark, Tom. I, I really appreciate the time and the, the sentiment. Thank you so much. No problem. Thank you, Tom. And I'll speak to you um, again soon. Yes. Cheers. Thank you. Okay.